Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, advanced new autonomous and remote-controlled aircraft and what the state of Ohio is doing to make sure it doesn't crash into what's already flying overhead. In the past few weeks, the state of Ohio released both their new advanced air mobility framework and information about the Ohio Department of Transportation's new uncrewed traffic management system that includes three ground-based radar locations in central Ohio. They're working with the Ohio State University and others on a three-year research project to develop a different low-altitude air traffic management system using passive radar. Ohio unmanned aircraft systems officials say it will include using communication devices on both air and ground vehicles, and it will complement ongoing work to test autonomous and connected vehicles along the 33 Smart Mobility Corridor, which is a stretch of highway between Dublin and East Liberty, Ohio. To find out more, we talked to Dr. Christina Blobaum, who is the dean of Kent State University's College of Aeronautics and Engineering. Think of the Amazon package delivery. Everyone has seen those videos. That requires either someone to remotely fly that drone or it requires that drone to fly on its own. And so now thinking more sort of larger, (laughs) uh, the bigger picture Anyone who's old enough knows the Jetsons and the flying car. That's really where we're trying to head is those individual flying cars or those flying taxis that will allow us to get to places that are very challenging to get to or to get to places faster or less expensively. And so advanced air mobility requires a framework that looks at policies, it looks at procedures, it looks at technologies, it looks at what is the best practice, it looks at the actual devices themselves. So it is everything that is required in order to allow something to fly through the air by itself or to be remotely operated. And so it's incredibly complex involving an awful lot of different parts and pieces, but the state of Ohio has put a significant amount of time and effort and money into thinking about what are all the pieces that are going to be required so that we as a state can be competitive on the national and international front. So it sounds like to me that we're getting ready for a future where What's in the air is more than just airplanes and helicopters. There's a lot of different things, and not just little drones either. That's exactly correct. And so if you can now imagine um, how that might work, you have airplanes that follow certain guidelines about where they can fly. So they have to fly at certain heights, for instance, or above a certain elevation, or if they are a certain kind of aircraft, they have to be below a certain elevation. Now, how do you insert into that airspace a drone or one of these autonomous flying vehicles? So there's an awful lot that has to go into the decision-making process, the policy generation, the procedure generation, working with the FAA to determine what is safe, what is practical, what makes sense. 
And so it spans um, from the very small drones uh, that are used commercially all the way up through flying vehicles that are either operated remotely or on their own is what the goal is eventually, all the way up to the commercial aircraft. From what I gather, there would also be applications like more effectively transporting people from accident sites to the hospital or organs between hospitals for life-saving procedures and that kind of thing? Absolutely. In fact, that's one of the use cases that the state of Ohio is focusing on as a test case. So that exact piece, the emergency services piece, is very critical. And I think, in fact, it's one of the first things that they are going to be testing out. So we might be talking about like a mid-sized drone that could transport a heart from, say, Suma and Akron up to Cleveland Clinic in downtown Cleveland, something like that? Yes, absolutely. And then what about evacuation from crash sites, something bigger than a drone but smaller than an airplane? What kind of a vehicle might that be? Actually, if you look online, there are quite a few companies around the world that are now developing these kinds of aircraft, and uh, they range from single occupant all the way up to maybe four people, and, it, and I'm just saying maybe. I mean, it, they're different sizes, obviously, and so the real objective would be to have the size fit the need, and that really is something that has to be explored more. We're not at that point yet, but it's one of the things that we have to investigate. These aircraft do exist already and have been tested both in the United States as well as extensively, more extensively outside the United States. And what I heard about some of these aircraft, and you can let me know if this is accurate, is that one, there's a kind that could take off and land vertically, and then there's another that just needs a really small runway. Is that your understanding as well? Absolutely. There are different kinds, and there are even kinds of aircraft that will rotate so that you can operate in either mode. So there's a wide range right now. In terms of getting in and out of tight spaces, that requires vertical takeoff and landing. So that's certainly one of the key areas of focus for these kinds of aircraft. That could certainly come in handy. Let's say you had some sort of a disaster like a big wildfire and you needed to get people out of an area really quickly and and maybe a traditional helicopter with a rescue person and a big rope wouldn't necessarily work. So one of these other kinds of vehicles perhaps could vertically land and take off in a small space. Is that the idea, something like that? That is the idea, absolutely. We're right now at a point where there's a significant amount of research that still needs to be done, but there's been enough advances around the world that we're getting pretty close to actually exploring some of these use cases. So it's a big deal, and uh, I think we're going to see things change pretty drastically in the next 10 years. Excellent. Well, then to wrap it up, then, in terms of opportunities for students who are wanting to learn about these advanced air mobility options, they can learn that at Kent State then, right? Absolutely. Again, given that we're unique with both aeronautics and engineering, we can offer programs that bring together pieces of both. And so we have one program right now, which is a UAS program that focuses on the operations side. So UAS used to be called Unmanned Aerial Systems, 
basically the terminology has changed across the country, and I think internationally now it is uncrewed aerial systems or uncrewed aircraft systems, so that's what UAS stands for. And we have a bachelor's program where students can come and learn this. Additionally, we have an air traffic control program right now, which we are modifying to actually include advanced air mobility. So at the undergraduate level, a student could come and actually learn the air traffic control aspects that are required for advanced air mobility. And then at the graduate level, we have quite a focus on this, and we have multiple faculty who are engaged in research in AAM on both the policy side. So we have actually a lawyer on staff who's a faculty member who is funded by the state of Ohio right now on a project working with others in our college to look at some of the policy implications. And then we have other faculty who are looking at the air traffic control requirements as well as the design requirements. So if you're a student wanting to learn this technology, you have a really good future because this is going to significantly increase in terms of demand for operators, demand for designers, demand for all sorts of people, including those who understand the policy aspects. And it will also, we'll just see an expansion across all of aeronautics and engineering tied to AAM in the upcoming years. That was Dr. Christina Blobaum, Dean of Kent State University's College of Aeronautics and Engineering. To find out more, go to kent.edu slash C-A-E. And for more information about the state of Ohio's Advanced Air Mobility Framework and their Unmanned Traffic Management Research Project, go to uas.ohio.gov slash initiatives. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net. <laughs>